comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. What is going on? My name is Jason Gold. This is Joey Mariello, and we are here. Gambling with Gold, episode 105, taking off most of the week. Had a little Rona situation over here, but we're back, ready to make some money on week three. NFL, Joey, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing really good, man. Could not be more excited for this coming week. I will say that. Well, let's make some money. A little update from me from the circuit contest. I have three entries in there. First one's five and five, but the last two, nine and one and nine and one. Uh, we were in the top 100 out of 4,300 entries. Uh, three weeks left in Q1. Q1 prize is $250,000. So a lot on the line, hopefully, for us. Uh, we are 2-0 and also in the Survivor Circuit Contest. Last week, we had San Francisco. This week, talk about it a little bit. This is a very, very difficult week, both from picking five games against the spread and to pick a Survivor. So we'll get into those as we do this. We're going to preview every single game on the board and give out some of our best bets, the bets that we've already made, bets that we're looking to make as the weekend comes. We have Thursday Night Football. Let's start there. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cleveland Browns. Current line, at least the circle line that I have, is plus four. You can probably get a little bit better number in the marketplace right now. The total is set at 38.5. Also, that 38.5 is available on the Daily Dozen. You can go and play that right now. Turn $12 into $1,200. All you have to do is you know, play, enter. Uh, you can use that code Daily Dozen for a $12 promo to do that. Uh, Joey, what do you think about the uh, total or the, or the spread in uh, Steelers-Browns? What a game we got, man. Two elite quarterbacks, Brissett and Drabinsky. I like the over in this, all right? I, I love the Steelers' defense. I think they're really good. But the Browns do have an amazing roster around Brissett. I think he's the only weak link of the team. And he hasn't even been doing that awful as we thought he was going to be. I think this game is going to be pretty high scoring. Um, I still think that the, uh, the Browns do cover the spread. But I think the Steelers – can hold their own. I think Najee's going to get in the end zone. I think he's going to pick it up where he hasn't. He has been slacking the past couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the over, and I like the Browns minus four in this one. Uh, I'm a little torn here. I'm not exactly sure what to do. The numbers don't say anything indicative that I should be leaning either way in terms of, like, sharp money. Uh, 72% of that, 74% of the money is on the Steelers tonight. This line has come down. I actually got Pittsburgh plus six on Monday night. So that's what the bet that I'm rocking with right now. Good value there. 38 and a half. Don't really have an opinion. Opened at 40 and a half. Came down a little bit. 61% of the bets. 80% of the money on the under here. It's going to be rough. I, I think the bets that I like the most is probably like Trubisky. Actually, the bet that I like the most is Trubisky first touchdown plus 3,500 tonight. Um, oh, my God. Why? I, well, I mean, it's just funny. I wasn't even going to mention it on the show because it's just so stupid but my only bet of this of this game that i actually put in that i'm gonna touch i put in anytime touchdown scorer jacoby Brissett. okay so that's like the same idea so i actually was talking with one of our other guys uh matthew who that you're doing with a uh, tiktok live with later tonight at what 8 30 eastern something like that yep no 8, 8, eight o'clock Eastern. Kickoffs at 8.15, so we'll rip it at 8, 8 p.m. Eastern. Okay, so go follow that on our TikTok page uh, if you want some more best bets last-minute action. Um, so I, I actually sent him four that I was looking at. Pat Fryermuth plus 1,200 
uh, Trubisky at plus 3,500, Jacoby Brissett at plus 2,500. And then I had put in a little uh, dicey one, but I thought there might be a jet sweep possibility with Anthony Schwartz oh. at plus 4,000. Uh, he got first two touchdown. Car- first touchdown. Uh, I'm just thinking that they get into the red zone. They know they're going to give the ball to Nick Chubb, maybe some sort of misdirection off of that. Uh, Anthony Schwartz got two uh, jet sweep reverses in week one, none in game in week two. I uh, thought that it might be a good position for him there. Again, it's a plus 4,000 dart throw, so don't take anything that I, take, I say seriously. But for five or ten bucks, might be a fun way to play this. Uh, if I had to pick right now, I'd take the Steelers. Steelers is a dog this high. You know, we've talked about this on the show before, but uh, dogs on the road when the total is less than 42.5 is a really, really good bet in general, especially when it's a divisional dog. So uh, I like the Steelers in this position to cover. I would probably still take the plus four on the Steelers, but I do think the Browns win. Give me uh, give me 23-20 Browns. All right. All right. All right. Uh, let's head over to the Sunday slate. First game on the board that I would like to talk about is the Ravens. Hosts are heading to New England to take on the Patriots. Ravens are minus two and a half right now. All of the money is coming in on the Ravens on the money line. This has gone from minus 110 on the money line to minus 145. 64% of the bets. 94% of the money is on the money line for the Ravens to win. I'm also the idiot that bet this. I bet the Ravens at minus 150 on the money line just because I was getting good value. Now I don't feel like I'm getting good value. <clears throat> All the sharp money is coming in on the Patriots in this game. It's come from three and a half or three to minus two and a half. I'm really torn. Uh, do you have an opinion on this one? I I think that this line is not right. I think the Ravens are going to win this game. I think they're so much better than the Patriots. The thing with the Ravens, though, is their secondary is banged up. They got yep. torched by the Dolphins, which, you know, they do have one of the best receiving cores in the league. What can the Patriots offense do to attack that? So minus three to me is a little sketchy, but I think the Ravens are going to win this game. I think we've had our own uh, thoughts on the Patriots this year, but they won't get anything going. I think the Ravens are, are going to be fine this in this one. For what it's worth, my power rankings also have the Ravens at minus two and a half in this game. So I don't think that the number's that off. But, look, they're coming off of this disastrous loss versus your Miami Dolphins. They gave up a 21-point lead. Everyone's down on the Ravens. Lamar Jackson was wearing the arm sleeve in, in practice. But what did the Patriots really prove last week against the Steelers? They Not proved it. that they're the, they're the better of the two shitty offenses, that their defense <laughs> – their defense is confident in, you know, covering Mitch Trubisky. Maybe their defense looks better in retrospect given what happened in my, Miami, but Miami played a much different game in week two than they did in week one. I, and I think that's more on Miami's offense evolution in the Ravens defense than it is on the Patriots defense. I think the Baltimore's not going to have that much prob- problem throwing it through the air. They've been shitty running the ball. I, it's tough. Two and a half makes me think that I should bet on Baltimore, but like, it's so obvious that I think it's almost a trap on New England that's like that's the part scaring me off right now. Yeah, New England. I feel like every week so far, New England has been a trap bet completely. So I don't. I'm going to go with the Ravens on that one. Hate the Patriots. Yep. I think they suck. Uh, I do think that this under 43 and a half is correlated with the the uh, the Patriots. So if you're going to bet on the Patriots, I think that you should also take that under 43 and a half in that one. I can't imagine the Patriots winning a shootout versus the Ravens. That doesn't make much sense to me. Yep, agree with that. All right. Uh, <clears throat> Let's go over to Kansas City and Indianapolis. Uh, Chiefs are favored by five and a half. I actually bet the Colts at plus seven earlier in the week. 
Uh, actually, for minus 115 also, I've got great value on that. 69% of the bets, 55% of the money is on the Chiefs in this game. All the sharp money is coming in on the Colts, driving this number down to 5.5. Uh, total set at 50.5. I bet the under 49.5 in this game earlier in the week, so I've got not great value there. But 41% of the bets, 54% of the money is on the under. Chiefs had 10 days to prepare for this game after facing the Chargers. The Colts absolutely put up a goose egg last week against Jacksonville. But this is their first home game. Do you think that there's any chance that the uh, Colts have a bounce back in them against the Chiefs? No. I think it's time for people to start admitting that the Colts are terrible. You don't just get embarrassed like that um, from the Jags. Matt Ryan is playing absolutely horribly. He had three interceptions. He had a 34 um, QB rating. I think the Chiefs are going to stomp them just like they did to the Cardinals week one. I think the, the Colts have proved that they are in the Cardinals range of bad. Um, so, no, I think this game is going to be an easily covered spread by the Chiefs. There's no way. There's no way. So, yeah. Uh, despite the fact that the Colts have looked, I mean, absolutely atrocious offensively, defensively they haven't been that bad. You got 24 points at Jacksonville, shut them down after the, the first half. Houston, I get that offense isn't good, but they held them to 20. Kansas City's, you know, offense is going to do damage here, 10 days to prepare. Giving Andy Reid extra time to prepare is like the scariest part of this bet for me. But I do think that there's bounce back value on Indianapolis. This is a game that they have to have and be in. So I would expect this to be probably a field goal game late, be close. I think Kansas City pulls it out, but if it was against your team, too, (coughs) you're going against one of the like a really explosive offense. So I, I know yeah, they have a good defense. Tough. I like their D, but no, I can't see it happening. Plus five and a half at home. Like I don't know if Indianapolis is this bad. That they, they were supposed to win this division like easily before the season. They can't possibly be this bad unless Matt Ryan is just like absolutely mm. complete toast at this point. Which I'll, I'll okay. I'll, I'll take the bet one more time on Matt Ryan. If he's just shit this week and it, it, he's done, okay, whatever. I'll, I'll lose on the bet. It's fine. But the value is clearly to me on betting Indianapolis, however gross that may be this week. We're all about gross bets here. Gross yep. bets, cash. Gross we bets, love cash. gross bets. We love them. Uh, next game on the board, Detroit Lions at the Minnesota Vikings. The line is six towards the Vikings. Uh, 40% of the bets, 41% of the money on the Vikings at minus six. Total set at 51.5 for what it's worth in this game. And I actually don't agree with myself anymore. I bet Detroit plus 7.5, and, and I have Detroit-Minnesota over 51. Uh, actually, this number is 53 and a half in the market right now. So I feel great about that. 51 on the over. Makes a lot of sense. What's your read on this game? I'm all on the over on this one. Um, Detroit secondary, Michael <coughs> Close by Jay Jettis and Kirk. But Detroit's offense has been really fun to watch and electric. They're second in the league for points scored right now. Total yards are third. Um, I like watching them play. Campbell obviously has turned the culture around over there. And they're also coming off a win. They're hyped. So I like Detroit a lot. I I, I like Detroit um, with the spread maybe, and I like the over 53 and a half. Whoop. Jason? I'm lost. I'm back. All right. All right. Cool. But, yeah, over and Detroit, but mostly the over. If I had to say my one of my favorite bets of the week, it will be the over in this game. Yeah, I love the over in this game. Uh, you're right about both offenses and about, you know, Detroit's defense has been absolutely trash so far this season. Uh, and I think that the Vikings coming off of this 
you know, they look terrible against the Eagles, but they're like, this is a perfect bounce back spot for them. Kirk Cousins at, you know, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern at home. Like, this is the spot that you buy all the Kirk stock. No, take all no. the Kirk, take Kirk all the overs on passing props, touchdowns, everything on Jetta, everything. Like, take the over in this game. Take the Vikings team total over. I think it's an absolute smash spot for the Vikings. My only concern with playing the Vikings at this minus six, which I may end up doing and hoping for a middle on this seven, is Detroit doesn't fucking quit. They don't quit. So the chances of them backdooring this number at seven against Minnesota, which always seems to get fucking backdoored, is perfect. But I would take Minnesota in this game. I think that they dominate. I think they come out early. Great spot to buy low on the Vikings. Great spot to fade high on the Detroit Lions. So that is my angle on this game. Next game on the board, the Saints and the Panthers. Saints are favored by two and a half on the road. Fuck the Panthers. You ruined my perfect week last week. Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Uh, total is set at 41 right now. Uh, 61% of the bets and 82% of the money is coming in on the Panthers at plus two and a half. And the under is attracting some action. 34% of the bets and 46% of the money. Uh, what's your read on this one? And are you yeah. buying low on fucking Baker and the Carolina Panthers at this point? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I'm buying low. I I do like the Panthers bouncing back a little bit. I can't see them going 0-3. And I want McCaffrey to show people that he's still Christian McCaffrey. This year, these are one of the games that McCaffrey, I think, is going to go off and carry the Panthers just like he has been doing for the past couple of years. So. I like the Panthers, but I don't really like the game. So, Fair enough. I'm kind of with you. This is more of a pass for me. I do think that there's value on betting the Panthers, especially after what we saw last week. Saints are banged up. Carolina's at home. Getting points as a divisional dog at home. Always good value there. I wish I could get three on this game. Two and a half's not exactly where I want to play the Panthers at this point. Do I trust Baker at all? No. But I do think that the Panthers are probably the right play. But uh, overall pass for me on this one let's head to uh chicago the texans plus two and a half at the chicago bears total set at 40 action on the houston texans 47 57 of the bets 82 percent of the money is on the texans 47 percent of the bets and 71 percent of the money is on the over in this game i haven't bet either but i think that i'm leaning towards the texans and the over in this game not only following the sharps in the market but this texans team is they're feisty as shit man I think they're going to be in every game this season. Yeah, I like the Texans. You've actually been on the Texans wave for uh, quite some time. Even before the season started, you said, hey, like, I'm not going to call him a dark horse, but look out for him. I like the over in this one. I think it's two um, scrappy, mediocre teams, too. Uh, two quarterbacks also still trying to prove themselves. I like the over. I think they're going to be airing it out a ton. There's not much run game in both of these teams either. So give me a high-scoring game, and I'll take the – Take the Bears in this one. I'll take the Bears, but I think it's going to be very close. I think it's going to be a really close game, like down to the wire. Might even go into overtime. Battle mediocre teams. Ooh, a little spicy overtime bet? Yeah. Put that one out there? Yeah, you can probably get like a plus 2,000 on that one. Um, I think that the Texans are a, are a more confident team. I think that the Bears win against San Francisco, like I said last week, completely throw that game out. Didn't mean anything. You saw who they really are against the Packers last week. Texans, you know, they showed a lot in Denver. That defense is, like, actually good. And any defense that's actually potentially good against the Chicago Bears this year 
I'm probably going to bet on them. So give me the Houston Texans plus two and a half all day in this one. Like that money line in a round robin also. I hit one last week. I hit five out of six on a round robin. Fucking Carolina Panthers really ruined me. But still ended up being a big win at the end of the day for me. Uh, Houston plus 130 on the money line right now. Give me that all day, baby. I'm eating that up. I love it. All right. All right next game uh, on the board. This one's a really interesting one. I think that I'm going to end up having a lot of bets on this. Eagles minus six and a half at the Washington Commanders. Total set at 47 and a half. Uh, that under is getting a lot of action right now. 38% of the bets, 80% of the money is on the under. That's the biggest number on the board, plus 42% difference. Plus six and a half uh, for the commanders, 50% of the bets, 61% of the money. Which side do you think you're going to end up on in this uh, matchup of the NFC East? Wentz is coming back, right? Is this is this Wentz's first time? I think this is Wentz's first time facing the Eagles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As a, yeah. Cause it, they didn't play last year when he was on the Colts. So, wow. yep. Ah, uh, man, this is a really tough one. I like, I, I think I'll go with the Eagles minus six and a half. I think they've proved that they are a serious contender in the league this year. I get it's a divisional matchup. Uh, the commanders are a home dog and you got a quarterback that played for the Eagles, that should have won an MVP with the Eagles. So I'm going to go with the Eagles, though. I still think they proved themselves. I don't think Wentz is going to get anything going for the Commanders. There's not much in this game that I like either. This is a good game to just watch and not bet for me. I'm going to be all over the Washington Commanders plus six and a half in this game. I can't help myself. I also bet it at plus seven. Um, Look, you have the Eagles team that's riding high. Monday night football, they look great. They look like a Super Bowl contender. They're 2-0, riding high. Now they're going into into Washington to face a team that they've beaten the shit out of with a quarterback that they absolutely hate. They're going to walk in there thinking that their fucking dicks are swinging on the floor. They think that they're the shit at this point. Commanders just lost. They gave up, I don't know, 45 points to the Detroit Lions. They got smoked. This is a perfect spot to bet on the Washington Commanders, plus 6.5 as a home dog. I love this spot. I do think that the Eagles win, but I think it's going to be like 24-21, something like that, 27-24. I like the commanders a lot. At you're, the plus rolling, six and a half. you're rolling with the Wentz comeback. I don't feel great about it, but look, Washington's offense, despite the fact that their defense has kind of been crap, their offense has been good this year. Like, yeah. I know that they played Jacksonville, although Jacksonville put up a, you know, a goose egg the next week in Detroit, but they've been moving the ball. Yeah, I think Wentz, Carson Wentz is second in the league been, in passing yards right now. He hasn't been wincing. He's actually been airing it out. He's top. He's definitely top three for yards so far this season. So, not a bad top play. three for yards right now. I actually looked at this yesterday. It's Tua, uh, Car- uh, Carson uh, Wentz, and Joe Flacco. That's our top three passers. What, what the fuck is going <laughs> on this year? I have absolutely no idea. But uh, I like the Commanders plus six and a half, and uh, you know the the money is enough on the under that I think that you can still bet it. Uh, but I think that a lot of the uh, the action's been taken out of that one because it opened up at 50. All this action's there, 47 and a half. I probably wouldn't take this actually under uh, 48. So don't touch it right now in the marketplace if you're thinking about it. Wait for it to hit 48. But Commanders plus six and a half. All day long, baby. All right, here we go. This is the only segment that Joey gives a shit about. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get into it. Bills minus five and a half 
at the Miami Dolphins. Total set at 52 and a half. Any bets that I've made on this game thus far? Nope. Like the over. I think there's no smash spot for the over. Depends on where you can get the number at. I think anything under 54, you can still like the over at. Uh, 69% of the bets, 72% of the money on the bills at minus five and a half. 77% of the bets, 81% of the money on the over. No shock there. All right. Tell me why the Dolphins are going to win this game outright. All right. I will tell you. Thank you for already anticipating my pick. Um, <laughs> Finn's money line, obviously. But the right, the right bet would be Dolphins plus five and a half, plus six. Um, whatever the line is. The Dolphins have gotten embarrassed by the Bills ever since Tua has been on the team. Uh, it's been really bad. They haven't, he hasn't beaten them yet, um, especially that year where they could have made the playoffs. All they had to do was beat the Bills last game of the season. Tua got shit on. The whole Dolphins team got shit on. Tua coming off a game like that, he's got all the respect from a lot of people right now. He needs to keep, be consistent. He needs to keep it up. This is the game. Fuck last week. Fuck the Ravens game. This is the real game that's going to show, all right, can this guy be a franchise quarterback for real? Anyone could have a fluke game. Anyone could do that. I'll be the first one to admit that. If he comes out and he wins this game, which I think he will, and he's got his whole team behind him, he's got the whole team hyped, McDaniel, everyone's pumped. This is the game where he proves himself. I'm a big believer in Tua, and I think this is the game where he uh, makes other people believe too. Thin's fucking money line. I, it's a fair point. You know, plus five and a half, plus six as a home dog. Uh, that's great. Both teams coming in high, so there's no reason to fade either team in this position. Oh, My favorite bet, I swear to God, my favorite bet in this game, I don't even care what the number is. And you know me. I'm like, I'm a sucker for numbers. Get the right numbers. I don't care what it is. Bet the over in this game, and I'll tell you exactly why. Buffalo has absolutely manhandled Miami's defense with Josh Allen. Why? Because – you guys play the most man in the league, and you guys blitz like motherfuckers. And you know what Josh Allen does? He destroys people versus man, and he destroys the blitz. So Buffalo's going to go out there and put up points. Can Miami do what they did last week, learn from what they did last week, and push the ball down the field? Buffalo lost one of their cornerbacks last week. Was carted off the field. I'm glad that he's okay. Not going to play this week. So you're going to trust a rookie out there in Kyer Elam to defend Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Uh, that's going to be an issue. Can Miami's offensive line hold up for long enough versus this great pass rush of Buffalo? We've seen two games with Von Miller that's completely changed the game there. Can the offensive line hold up enough to give two a time to find Waddle and Tyreek Hill? Because Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, we know, if you give them three seconds to go get open, those two will get the fuck open. They're going to get open. And we've seen the two of can get the ball to him. In both games, he's, he's gotten the ball to him. You know, Tyreek, even in the first game, even though they only put up, what, seven offensive points or 13 offensive points? Yes. Yeah. No, but it's okay. Waddle had a touchdown, a 50-yard touchdown, and Tyreek had, what, eight for 94? Like, he was getting the ball. You guys just weren't putting in the end zone. So, can you guys do that again against this Bills defense? I think that you can. I have no opinion on the game spread. I think there's probably value on the Dolphins, but I don't want to do it. I don't want to get in front of the Bills train. But the over, the over, the over, the over. And I'm yeah. usually an under player. I'm just <laughs> telling you the over is going to hit in this game. Take both teams' team total. Take the over. Love that position. I, I also game. wanted to just throw this out, too. The following players did not practice for the Buffalo Bills. Micah Hyde, Dane Jackson, 
Jordan Phillips and Jordan Poyer foot. Um, That's three points. three quarters of their secondary. Yeah. So if you want to get your bets in now for any time touchdown scores, throw them in. And also, I just have to throw this out here too. Anytime touchdown scorer, Alec Ingold, plus eighteen hundred. The fullback for the Miami Dolphins. He had an unreal game last year blocking. He got the ball like three times, uh, two catches, one run. McDaniels will reward that. He sees greatness. Give him the ball in the end zone. I love it. Hey, anything with gold in it, I'll bet it, baby. Well, Jason, that was actually the bet that I said you have to run. <laughs> you have to put that in. Hey, anything in gold, I'll bet. All right, perfect. All, um, all right, let's head over to the New York Jets, Cincinnati Bengals traveling, the 0-2 Cincinnati Bengals traveling to the Jets. Jets pulled off a miracle win at the Browns last week. That was absolutely awesome. Uh, 89% of that's 93% of money on the Bengals in this position. I bet the Bengals at minus four because I'm a uh, very stable genius. It is now minus six. Uh, total set at uh, 45 right now, 69% of that, 72% of the money is on the over. This might be my survivor pick, and I feel fucking gross about it, but I'm taking the Bengals, man. I, I have to. All the money is on them. It's scary as shit. I should not be doing this. The Jets are the Jets should have lost that game by 14 points. 13 points, whatever. They come back, miracle win, great for them. The Jets still aren't very good. The Bengals desperately, desperately, desperately need to win this game. If they start 0-3, this season's fucking done. And let me tell you this. This Jets defense is not good. They're not good, especially getting to the quarterback. They ranked last in the NFL through two games, getting the quarterback, quarterback pressures, all that stuff, which is exactly where the Cincinnati Bengals have struggled with this new offensive line. And they've gone up against two teams of the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys who are great at getting pressure on the quarterback, which is why Joe Burrow has struggled. I don't think that happens in this game. I think the Bengals are able to put up a ton of points. I think they win outright. I think they cover the minus six. I think it's a big win for the Bengals. Get some back on track. Huge game for T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. I think the Jets win. You know, the Jets win. The Bengals win like 34-17, something like that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And, you know, I, I like I root for the Jets because I feel so bad. The little brother of the division. But this has got to be the game, the game that uh, Joe Burrow gets back on track. I saw this week he deleted all social media. He's clear, clearly fucking. Oh, he's pulling it. the LeBron zero he's, dark thirty. Yes, he's done with it. And I get it's really not that hype when you're doing all that just to go against the Jets. But um, I like it. The Jets are coming off a win. They're still plus six and a half six. Um, and I also like the under in this one as well. I, I don't think the Jets will score much at all. I know they had. Probably one of their best weeks last week, but it's not happening. I agree with you. Probably one of the games that I'm also going to stay away, though. This is a risky pick for a oh, It's, it's scary. It's I'm scary. pretty sure the Jets either beat the Bengals or played them good last year, too, or the year before that. But you do you, man. But this is a scary survivor. I mean, look, it's it's a road team, but, like, there's nothing else on the board that's intriguing. The best other pick that I can think of is the Minnesota Vikings against Detroit, but Detroit's a much better team than the Jets. All right. The Jets I are not going two and one with Joe Flacco. I can't. So, that. Like that's that's my point. Like who? Like if we're looking at this, the biggest spreads on the board right now for this week, right? You have <coughs> you have Buffalo and Miami. No chance I'm taking that game. You have Minnesota against Detroit. That's in play. You have Kansas City traveling to Indianapolis. That's probably okay, but like, do I want to use the Chiefs yet? And against an Indianapolis team that was favored to win the division. No. Um, 
The Chargers against the Jacksonville Jaguars, that could be in play, but is Herbert healthy? If Herbert doesn't play and it's Chase Daniel, I'm not putting my survivor thing on fucking Chase Daniel. I'm not doing that. The Rams on the road against the Cardinals? No. Uh, And what else? Everything else, other games are pick them. So you're down to Cincinnati and Minnesota. Who do I I want to fade more, the Jets or Detroit? Yeah, that is – never mind. You know what? Do you. All right, that's that's fine. It's tough. Don't you, you? You can't fade Detroit right now either. So, no. Yeah, I don't. I don't really want to get in front of that. That would be my second choice. To be honest with you, yeah. would be Minnesota. But I think that the Bengals are probably the right play, despite the fact that I hate taking. You know, it's just it's not a great spot. It's really gross, especially with how much money's on the Bengals right now. But I can't do it. All right, well, let's get into some of these. Uh, this is the last last morning game. Raiders Titans. Uh, Raiders favored by two. Uh, 40% of the bets, 48% of the money is on the Raiders. Total set at 45 and a half. A lot of action on that. Under 29% of the bets, 49% of the money is on the under in that game. I think that this is a good spot to take the Titans, but this game is screams pass. Like, I don't know what to do with either team right now. Oh, man. This, you said screams pass? It screams pass. Like, I, I mean, it's either Tennessee or pass for me. But I, I don't know what to do. I, I really don't. I can make a case for either side. You want me to make a case for either side and see where you net out? Just, yeah, yeah. Let me hear. Let me hear your case for both sides. I'll, I'll make it. I'll case, make it quick. Me, I'll make it quick. All right. So Tennessee 0-2 was expected to be a pretty good team this season. Expected to contend for the AFC South. They're 0-2. They're at home and they're dogs against a team that's 0-2 and that has a terrible defense. So you would expect that Tennessee who has faced – I mean, the Giants' defense actually looks good, but I don't know if they're actually good. The Bills' defense is actually legit. But, the, you know, maybe they get back on track versus a Raiders team that, you know, their defense is kind of like Swiss cheese. So, two two-point home dogs. This look-ahead line definitely favored Tennessee. So, I, I, I would expect Tennessee to come out and play well. The numbers suggest that I'm wrong. You know, the Raiders' side would be – you're winning 20 to nothing or 23 nothing versus Arizona. You let them back in because you're idiots. They're 0-2. It's a great spot to buy low on the Raiders, a team that was expected to compete for the playoffs. 40% of the bets, 48% of the money is on the Raiders. Money line, which is minus 120 for the Raiders. 45% of the bets, 64% of the money is on the Raiders. So is this Titans team just way worse than we initially thought and the Raiders get back on track here? That would be the angle there. I don't know which angle makes more sense to me or either makes sense. So that's why I'm at a pass right now. Yeah, I'll probably go with the Raiders. Just I know their defense sucks and they can easily get carved up by Derrick Henry. But you're also coming off a really bad loss, a game that you should have won, let alone it be a blowout. Still have a better offense than than the Titans, in my opinion. Um, But just give me give me the Raiders. It's got to be. They choke so hard. The Titans, despite going against the Bills, one of the best offenses in the league. They still look terrible. Tannehill yep. looks lost out awful. there. When Derrick Henry doesn't get going, they don't know what to do. Well, Derrick Henry looks awful. He looks like he's fucking oh. old. Oh, my God, terrible. Because teams are starting to really game plan him, and there's not much you can do in that situation. He'll get the occasional, like, oh, eight yards, eight yards, eight yards. It's not going to break. It's not going to pop. And when you have no pass game to go with it, that yeah. offense won't work. When no play action any- game. No one's yeah. scared of anyone going deep. No one. Like when they had AJ Brown, it was a different story. Like you had yeah, like, a weapon, but no, I'm okay. I like the Raiders. Yeah, uh, 
Maybe you convinced me. I don't know. I think that I'm just going to stay away from that game. I don't need to lose money on that shit. Uh, all right. Let's get to the Jacksonville Jaguars plus 7, 57%. That's 94% of the money. Biggest difference on the board plus 37% is on the Jaguars in this one. Uh, the under has gotten a lot of action. 54% of the bets, 95% of the money on the under, which is at 47. I actually have one bet on this game. I have Jacksonville Chargers under 24 first half. <laughs> if Herbert plays in this game, different story. Does anyone know if he's actually going to play right now? I mean, if he doesn't play, this plus seven is easy money. If he does play and he's healthy, this line's probably right. But definitely value on betting the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. My only hesitation is that last year, the same game happened, and the Chargers absolutely beat the shit out of Jacksonville. Destroyed them. So if Herbert's back and healthy, this could be a massive blowout. Jacksonville's never going to be hotter than they were, than they are right now coming off of what happened last week. Chargers have 10 days to prepare for this game. Again, kind of a stay away from me. My lean right now is plus seven on the Jaguars just because of the values there in the market. Don't feel great about it. Probably won't bet it. Yeah. I also think that they're underplaying Herbert's injury a little bit. He Maybe. looked so banged up. And obviously he was a dog. Like he was still airing it out. But th- that's something that just doesn't go away in 10 days. So you got to take that into account. I like your bet with the first half under. Because I do think this, this game is going to go to – the run game early on, I think it's going to take a lot of time off the clock too. Um, probably I would take the char- – if Herbert is playing, I would, I'm would i on the Chargers minus six and a half. If Herbert's not playing, I still can't take the uh, the Jags, so I, I really wouldn't even touch it then. I, I am going to touch that uh, under 24 and a half though, first half. All right. Uh, let's get to Green Bay, Tampa Bay. Slide is pick them at circa 54% of the bets, 45% of the money on the Buccaneers. Uh, under – has gotten so much action. Unbelievable amount of action. Opened at 48. I had someone text me at 45 and a half to go bet it. I couldn't get it in. The first number that I saw was 42 by the time I got there. Sitting around 41 right now. 30% of the bets. 65% of the money on the under. Tough game. Tough game to predict. I don't exactly know. I know that there's value in taking Tampa Bay at this point. Every number that I have says Tampa Bay is a good bet. 2-0. This is what you know. Tom Brady does. This defense, at least the last two years, has given Aaron Rodgers fits, and I don't think that that offense is right at all, despite the fact that they played okay against the Bears. Meanwhile, Tampa Bay, everybody's injured. Do I want to bet on that? Not sure. I would take Tampa Bay on the money line here, but I don't feel great about it. I wish I could get a good number on the under, but I'm not going to get it at this point. Almost value in taking the over at this point. Yeah, the fact that the under, that the over under opened up at 48 and it worked its way down to like 41 and a half. Not touching that. Absolutely not, because that's how you get uh, really fucked by Vegas. Yep. As for the pick I like Green Bay. I think Rodgers, and I trust me, I didn't think Green Bay. I thought Green Bay looked like shit week one, and I was kind of down on them. But then I was quick, uh, quickly reminded that Rodgers can still play football. And Tampa Bay's banged up. Uh, they, they didn't. They looked terrible against the Saints, who were also banged up. So that right there isn't selling me. I know they're 2-0, and when they are healthy – I think Tampa Bay is a Super Bowl team this year. But I like Green Bay in this one. I think um, I think I'm gonna go with them. Yeah, I, I totally get it. It's just every time that they played, you know, where Tom has been in Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay's gotten the better of Green Bay, and this Green Bay offense isn't quite the same. So I don't know, that's my concern. I may I'm gonna have to play Tampa. Actually, I have a bet on Tampa Bay money line minus one twenty right now, but uh small. Uh I don't know. That's tough. I don't know if that'll make it into my cir- circa contest picks this one will 
I guarantee you, the fight in Marcus Mariota's are going to be in my five. I can guarantee this right now. It's, just, it's a pick on Atlanta at Seattle. 62% of the bets, 97% of the money. All of that sharp money is coming in on the Atlanta Falcons. The over is also getting some action. Over is set at 42. 33% of the bets, 74% of the money is on the over in this game. All the money line bets are on the Falcons. All the sharp money is on the Falcons. I got to go with the Falcons. This Falcons team is feisty. They run the ball great. You know, Arthur Smith says some really dumb shit, but he's got this running game working really, really well. It's clear that this team fights to the end of games. And the Seattle team, like we saw last week, I called this last week, that offense is fucking dog shit. They didn't score a point last week against the San Francisco 49ers. This Atlanta defense isn't that good, so I kind of like the over in this game, but I do think that the Falcons are going to come out here, play well, finally get their first win on the board. Give me them on the money line. Give me them at the spread. Depending on if you can get them, there's a plus ones in the market right now. Uh, love the Falcons, man. I got to do it. See, I love the Falcons, which makes me, like, not love the Falcons. <laughs> this game seems like such a, like, a fuck. Like, am I really going to fade Geno Smith and he's going to throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns again? Because I, I was sucked into that stupid trap week one. You've heard it yourself. I said, oh, they wrote him off. Yeah, you right back. But no, that was stupid. Um, you, I think what you exactly said was, this is my least favorite bet on the board. You're going to be directly against me. And yeah, then, right, then that happened. But I, I'm gonna, <laughs> I, like, I like the Falcons. Give me Mariota all day. I, I I like that team. And I like that they're staying out on the West Coast. Usually yeah. that works. So I, I, I like the Falcons in this one. Also, Mariota going back to the Pacific Northwest, baby. Come Ooh. on. Come on. Um, all right. Rams at the Cardinals. Rams are favored by three and a half. Uh, Cardinals are getting 52% of the bets and 77% of the money as a home dog. 48.5 is the total in this game. Came down from 51.5. 48% of the bets, 79% of the money is on the under. I would love to take the Rams in this spot so badly. They look like crap against the Falcons in the second half. Arizona with a miracle comeback. Kyler pulling a, you know every magic trick out of his ass. This is like a perfect spot to fade Arizona. But I can't do it. The Rams still look like shit. And Arizona at home is a a three-and-a-half-point dog. That's so tough for me to do. Um, My lean is towards the Rams. I don't want to bet on the Cardinals, but I'm probably going to have no action on this game. I do know the under was a really sharp play. I missed it. Um, That's about it. I I, I want to bet the Rams. If it gets a three, maybe I will, but I can't do it right now. What did the under open up at? 51-and-a-half. Oh, my goodness, man. I got to be sharp. I got to be sharper. Um. Yeah, you know how much we both hate the Cardinals, but the Cardinals hate are the Cardinals. Cover. Hate but the Cardinals. Cardinals are going to cover against the the reigning Super Bowl champs. It's going to happen. They're going to cover. They, they backdoor. This is a backdoor. Rams win by three one thousand percent. The Rams look like shit. Like then, no one is nothing is selling me um, to bet on the Rams either, and their defense hasn't looked good at all either. So I'm going with the Cardinals. Kyler's going to be scampering around, running away from Aaron Donald. So let's do it. Oh, that game's gross. I don't want any part. I really want to have the Rams. Like, that was such a ridiculous comeback from the Cardinals. There's no reason that they had any business being in that game last week, and they didn't. So, uh, Four o'clock slate, except the Green Bay game is tweaking me out. (laughs) Me too. Uh, All right, two games left on the board. Uh, San Francisco 49ers minus one and a half with Jimmy G at quarterback, heading to Denver on Sunday Night Football to take on the Broncos. 75% of bets, 91% of the money is on the 49ers in this game. 
46% of the bets and 89% of the money is on the under 45 in this game. And all of the sharp money, all the money in general is on the 49ers money line, 84% of the bets and 90% of the money on that. My hot take on this, maybe it's not hot at all. I think the 49ers are much better off with this Jimmy G situation. I like Trey Lance. I drafted him in a lot of fantasy this year, but like you can tell that that, the offense, the offensive scheme, the players in the locker room, there's just like this weird mixed feeling about the whole thing. Now they know exactly where they're going to get out of Jimmy G. I think it raises their floor a ton. And Denver, man, that offense looks like trash. And can we talk about how dumb Nathaniel Hackett is? I said it in week one. I, I think I called him exactly. I called him a dumb fuck. And then he backed me up and then some in week two against Houston to the point where the crowd had to count down the play clock, oh which God. I've never seen before. Absolutely embarrassing. I have a hot. I have a little bit more of a hot take on Hackett in a second, but uh, I want to get your opinion on this game. San Fran, uh, Jimmy G's playing with some swag now, and I saw videos of the locker room too. The whole team seems like they're like, "Oh, finally, we got our guy." It's like a weight lifted off their shoulders. And like, we, got the we got our guy back. I love San Fran's defense. Uh, the Broncos. I, I think people are waiting for them to be like, "Oh, let's go." There's the Russ we know. No, absolutely not. Shitty coaching. Um, they have not been able to get anything going. In the first half, Russ looked fucking awful last week, too. Let's not forget that. So, yeah, I, I'm all over San Fran. What's, is, is it a pick or is it minus two? It's minus one and a half, uh, I believe, at Circa. All right. Well, I would take the money line to be safe because who just the fuck be knows? Safe. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm taking San Fran. I think uh, 49ers are playing with some juice now. For what it's worth. I forgot who they're exactly they're playing next week, but I bet on San Francisco money line in week four already. I have two week four bets already. I have Kansas City minus one and San Francisco money line uh, minus one thirty five. I think Kansas City hosts Tampa Bay, and San Francisco is it the Rams. I think they're playing the Rams, uh, and I bet the San Francisco money line on that one. Okay, just in case anyone wants to be super degenerate. Um, here's my take on Nathaniel Hackett. I, I think that someone at the Ringer wrote this, and I couldn't have agreed with their take more. Nathaniel Hackett was only hired as the Denver Broncos head coach to attract Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers was actually, like, basically going to coach the team kind of how Tom Brady does. And they missed out on Aaron Rodgers. They got Russell Wilson. And now they have to deal with the fact that they didn't get their guy for their guy at quarterback. And <clears throat> I don't think it's a tenable situation. He's clearly uh, – there's – no argument in which he's ready to be a head coach. You see his game management situation. Like, I know six-year-olds that play Madden who know better game management skills than this guy. It's not close. He's an absolute buffoon. The, the play clock issues, the red zone issue, the guy does not know how to manage a game at all. And now you're going to go up against Kyle Shanahan, who's a fucking genius at this stuff? I don't, I don't know what to do. I mean, I understand that there's value on betting Denver in this point because they're a home dog, but, man, Nathaniel Hackett, you are not. Yeah. You are also, not a coach. Also, can we change your name? It's not the 1860s. We're not the Civil War. Nathaniel, are we fucking serious? Change your name to Nat or Nate at this point. This is ridiculous. Let's also not uh, brush off the fact, besides this garbage clock management, you just paid Russell Wilson $245 million to be an elite quarterback, to earn the trust of your fans, your players. And when he goes out on fourth down, you just say, hey, buddy, fuck you. Um, let's kick this 70-yard field goal and try to win the game. 
terrible coaching. He's not ready to be a head coach. Agreed. I didn't even bring up how bad he was in week one. In week two, he was worse. He was arguably worse. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unfreaking believable. All right, let's get to Monday Night Football. This game should be an absolute doozy. Uh, Dallas Cowboys heading to the New York Giants. Uh, Cowboys are pick them at circa plus one in the rest of the market. 61% of the bet, 71% of the money is on the Dallas Cowboys. The under, which is 40 and a half, 39 and a half, depending on where you're looking, 62% of the bet, 74% of the money is on the under in this one. What's your read? It looks like you got some sort of hot take coming. Giants. It's Giants. It is the G-men. It is the big blue. Okay? The Giants defense has been playing unbelievable. You've been hanging out with Steph too much. I Maybe. maybe. My roommates are all Giants fans too. <laughs> um, and trust me, I shit on the Giants. I hate when the Giants win. But this year, I'm like, all right. But Giants defense has been playing good. Saquon's been picking it up. You got to think to yourself, like, if let's say Galladay – or the receiving core actually starts playing good, not Galladay. He's done. He's done for. And Daniel Jones, most importantly, the Giants could actually be a good team. Dable's clearly shown that he's a good coach. Um, he's earned the trust and the hype of his locker room. The Giants look good. I, I Besides Daniel Jones making shitty mistakes sometimes in the red zone, I like the Giants. And you're also going against Cooper Rush, who apparently is Joe Montana last year, last week. So, no, I'm, I like the Giants in this one. Uh, I my concern about the Giants is look they've played a Tennessee defense that has not looked very good at all. We saw that last week, and they face the Carolina Panthers, who may just stink all the way around, and they only put up 19 mm-hmm. points. And six of those points were off of early fumbles that they got in their own territory. So I this Dallas team, you know, despite the their offense sucks, but they've held the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Bengals in check. This defense with Michael Parsons is legit. I think that they may absolutely destroy whatever the Giants want to do offensively. I would be surprised if the Giants get, you know, more than 17 points in this game. So can Cooper Rush, a guy that covered last week versus Joe Burrow, last year he came in, covered a game against Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. Clearly (coughs) half confident. Do I trust this Giants defense enough? No, I don't. I think that I'm going to end up on the Dallas Cowboys in this game. My only concern is, and Steph brings up this point up a lot, is like the backup quarterback in game one, usually a good spot to take them. Game two, when you have more time to prepare for them, not exactly the best situation. You're going into, you know, the Meadowlands. You're on the road. You're, you know, like the Giants are almost a divisional home dog at this point. Is that a situation I want to get in front of? No, but I'm probably going to end up on the Cowboys in this game. I'll probably take them money line. They'll probably be in a round robin. Screw it. I, I, I hate, I hate the Cowboys. I want Mike McCarthy to get fired, but the situation tells me and dictates that I'm supposed to bet on the fucking Dallas Cowboys. I don't want to be here. It's a terrible place to be. I need to get off this island, but that's where I am. I love the Giants this week. I just had to say that again. I love them. That's our head-to-head. That's our yeah, head-to-head. this is our head-to-head. This is our head-to-head. Okay. You click all right. It. Uh, so we've gone through all the games. You want to pick out a couple of our favorites thus far? <laughs> then we'll close uh, out the show. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So I would say... In no particular order, I'll put out a video tomorrow with our official circuit picks. Uh, Minnesota minus six will be in there somewhere. Houston, Texans plus two and a half will be in there somewhere. Commanders plus six and a half will be in there. Bengals minus six, maybe. Dicey on that one. Uh, we're definitely going to have in the Atlanta Falcons uh, pick them. Maybe the 49ers. 
that would kind of be like my five-ish right now. Uh, Indianapolis is like close for me, but like that five and a half is such a shit number in the contest. I wish it was six. Six, I'd probably take Indy, but five and a half, full stay away from me. I really want to take that Ravens two and a half, but I know that it's stupid, so I can't do it. Don't just enjoy a good AFC matchup on that one. Don't oh, yeah. It. Okay. Don't bet it. All right. What do you got? You got any favorites out there? All right. My favorites, obviously, my team. There's so much heart behind this pick. Okay. Too. Dolphins. The Dolphins is a lock every week for you. I know. Obviously. Whoa. Actually, I didn't say that. I know I did. Yes. Okay. Fins plus six. I like the under in the Ravens uh, Pats game a lot. I like the Cardinals plus three and a half. Rams look terrible. And I like the Giants. And also, no, the biggest lock of the whole entire uh, slate for me is the 49ers. 49ers. All right. 49ers. Put that one on Straight the board. Up. That's Joey's lock of the week. All right. Um, that does it for Game of the Gold, episode 105, our week three NFL preview and best bets. Go catch Joey tonight, TikTok Live, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Go play Daily Dozen with us. You have until uh, 5.15 Pacific, 8.15 Eastern to lock in your picks for that. Win $1,200 tonight. We have three seven-stakes contests available this week, College Football Week 4, NFL Sunday Slate, and a Monday Night Football one. That Monday Night Football one, we have a Trevon Diggs signed Dallas Cowboys jersey up. You know, All you got to do is enter that contest to be eligible for that. Uh, if you play Daily Dozen every day this week, we have your your guy, a Tyree Kill signed mini helmet. That's one's really sick. And then if you're going to get beat for the monthly prize, we have a couple days left in September. Uh, Josh Allen signed Bill's helmet. So go make sure to enter all of those contests. Download the Champions Round app. And, uh, yeah, come play with us. So until then, until next time, good luck with all your bets this weekend. Joey, thanks for joining me. And we'll talk to you guys soon. See you. Yep. See you.